Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, you have undoubtedly heard about the protests surrounding something called Drag Queen Storytime. In fact, the Coquitlam Library canceled its upcoming event on October 21st due to what they called safety concerns. And this has been happening at other municipalities and other libraries as well. But, you know, it's worth asking the question, what exactly is being protested here? Like, what are these events really about? Well, our next guest has actually studied this and the history of events such as these. Dr. Connor Barker is an assistant professor in the Department of Psychology and Faculty of Education at Mount St. Vincent University and joins us now. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, my pleasure to be here. So how long have events like this been around? Well, they, they're relatively a recent phenomena, um, you know, so they started, I would say, in the last sort of 10 years or so uh, with a group in San Francisco uh, and parents who were just looking for, uh, you know, different ways to expose their children to different ideas around, around gender, uh, different expressions around gender. And so the idea of, you know, uh, combining you know, the, the art form of drag with uh, children's literature and a family-based uh, way in a public library space uh, kind of was born. It started out as Drag Queen Story Hour and uh, kind of the public libraries have kind of taken it from there. And we've seen uh, this kind of spread through the United States and Canada. And it's been uh, largely very positive events for, for folks who have attended them. Okay. And let's just back that up a little bit. Maybe you could explain what is the art form of drag? Maybe people don't understand that part. For sure. And and I think that's where a lot of confusion around uh, drag queen story time might, might come in. Uh, I think most folks are familiar with drag, the art form that we would see, say, at a nightclub, right? Or, right. you know, uh, and, and so that, that type of art form is very adult. It's very uh, transgressive, you know, and it really pushes the boundaries. But just like any other art form, like photography, like comedy, like poetry, uh, you know, even television, you know, there, there are different forms of this artwork that are appropriate for adult audiences and different forms of this artwork that are appropriate for children. Um, and so how I would describe drag uh, would be, you know, just really uh, a, an extreme version of how we uh, display gender or even just making it even larger than life, kind of taking these elements of what is masculine, what is feminine, and kind of blowing these things up. Uh, and and, um, you know, and again, uh, sometimes we do that for humor, sometimes we do that to shock. But in Drag Queen Storytime, it's actually to educate, uh, particularly for kids who are developing a sense uh, as to who they are. Right. Okay, so then where, like that all sounds quite reasonable when you put it that way, but what's happened then? Where has it gone wrong? When you look at these events and, and the controversy around them, what's happened? Well, I, I think that, you know, these concepts uh, of gender, you know, we're, we're really starting to talk about them now in ways that we didn't really talk about them before. Uh, I think there was, you know, uh, an assumption that, you know, your biological sex mapped onto uh, your social gender, the way that you would present yourself. But, you know, more and more people are kind of, you know, taking a look at that and thinking about it. 
And you know, what does it mean to be a boy? What does it mean to be a girl? Um, and and you know, and gender is is one of those things that is a way that we communicate with one another. And uh, what we do in 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 events like Drag Queen Storytime is we kind of explore that. You know, do all girls wear pink dresses? No, right? Do all boys like sports and trucks? No, right? But these are all things that uh, we have gendered in our society. And so I think kind of exploring that and saying, you know what, you know, what you're interested in, what clothes you wear, um, you know, the, these are things that are that are part of you and uh, you should be proud of who you are. Right. But somehow along the way, it's turned into or it's manifested into something completely different. People seem to have a different agree, impression yeah. of it. Absolutely. And, and and I think that that's um, part of the reason why we need events like this uh, is I think that people need to just kind of uh, expose themselves to some, some of these different some of these different ideas that are that are out there. And, and the thing is, is I think one of the fears that's out there is that there's this idea that, you know, if you expose children to, say, a drag queen or to somebody who's gender variant or somebody who is trans or non-binary, that that somehow will become some sort of social contagion or that will encourage a child uh, themselves to become trans or themselves to become non-binary. And and the research is pretty clear on that, is that it doesn't have that effect. Uh, What it does do is for the children who may be already trans or non-binary, it gives them some role models, it gives them... uh, uh, an example, it gives them a sense that, you know, uh, this is this is who I am and this is okay. And for kids who aren't, it helps them understand their, their friends and peers who may be trans or non-binary and just kind of say, oh, well, what's right for me uh, is right for me and what's right for them is right for them. And it actually leads into a more inclusive uh, an inclusive community for right. for those children. And when I think about it in schools, you know, more inclusive classrooms uh, where children are just more accepting of these differences that they see. But I wonder, is it too far gone at this point? Is it? It's become so politicized now. I mean, I, 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 the work I do is I don't give up hope on these things. Oh, I think okay, education <laughs> is, is a powerful thing. I think it's important for folks to have conversations. Uh, I'm currently having conversations. I have conversations with people who agree with me. I have conversations with people who disagree with me. And I, and I think that, um, you know, kind of to take a, a playbook from, from uh, you know, gay and lesbian uh you know, rights and progression is how that really moved forward was uh, with relationships. It doesn't happen in big kind of political statements. It happens when people get to know each other. And so I think when folks start recognizing that, you know, there are non-binary people out there and there are trans people out there and there are different ways that even as men and women that we express our genders and how we communicate with one another, once we start realizing that that's just part of the diversity of being human, um, I, I think that that moves us to a better place. I just think right now there's there's a lot of folks kind of stoking some fear around this uh, and a lot of that fear is just, is just really misguided. And I think the only way that we combat fear is is through education, is through talking with one another, and is through building relationships with one another. Well, thanks for talking to us about it this morning. We appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate your time. Take care.